in our Stato Life interview today, I've got Stephen Angus on the line. He's up in uh, Queensland. And Stephen owns a spectacular, I like using that word because it is, WH Grange. And uh, it's in green. And I have loved these cars ever since I first saw them. And it also hails back to the VNs when they pumped out the SC5000 in a green. I love those as well. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember them? Yep, yeah. yeah. The SC5000s were, um, were a cup above what was around at the time. That was, that was kind of like a Calais version of a HTT, I guess. Yeah. But, um, all the interior was pretty cool and the, the car had a the HSV motor, so that's where my... Definitely sorted out from the rest. Yeah, they did, and I like the colour. So, um, yeah, thanks for taking the calls, Stephen. And, uh, no problem. And uh, it's just great to, to talk to you, because um, you're one of the uh, stalwarts of the statesman scene, and... Uh, yeah, I did back when I was a foreman back in 2009. Uh, so, well, that's 10 years ago, far out. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it awesome? <laughs> oh, it's so, scary. So you're an old, you're an old, I'm going to be a part of the old school. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I was driving a, a white WHV6 at the time, and that okay. came with all things. Yeah. And was that like a, had done a million, million kilometres? Uh, no, when I got back, it had done uh, 540,000. Oh, just pittance. <laughs> yeah, it started off life as a uh, as a con car. Yeah. Uh, uh, then it became a um, a limo for two years. It was, it was a con car for two years. Um, then a limo for two years, and then it was a, a business class taxi for two years. So that brought okay. up six years of um, yeah, uh, six years of age for a cab because cabs can only be six years in uh, in Queensland. Um, date of manufacture. Um, but uh, yeah, and then I bought it. And, I wonder um, if that blew up, and yeah, side side issue. But I wonder if that legislation applies to Uber drivers. Uh, eight years for Uber drivers. Uh, for Uber right. drivers. Um, I, I didn't know that. Yeah, they can't go. They can't start as an Uber if they're over seven years old. So they, right. they must be under seven years old to be able to start as Uber. Yeah. Um, but yeah, maximum of eight years old for Uber. Uh, Uber Eats, on the other hand, is any car uh, produced after 1990. Okay, so I could use my the uh, Caprice. Correct. Uber Eats, but not for um, Uber driving. How, can I ask you what, how you know this or why you know this? Uh, because I'm actually looking into Uber Eats. Yeah. Um, and I was also part of the taxi industry, so I've been. Uber was uh, first starting out in Australia. Um, it started out very illegally, and um, it was a matter of having to look into everything because uh, uh, I was working as a taxi supervisor. Ah, uh, interesting. I got a um, a twenty dollar voucher in the mail today from Uber. I've just started up in my town. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and I'm pretty aggressive, isn't it? But if they put one of those in their letterbox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they, uh, 
they work on, if you're going to use it once, you'll probably use it again afterwards. So, um, but, um, how do you find it? Have you used, used it? I've never used Uber for anything but, um, uh, well, I've had a, a few friends do Uber Eats, um, but I haven't actually used Uber for a ride sharing app uh, at all. Mate, I can't complain. I've had a, had a recent stint in hospital. Yep. And uh, the hospital food was as good as you would expect. Yep. And, and my doctor said, she said to me, you need to eat more. I started, I said, well, the problem is that this food is um, terrible. <laughs> and I, I can't handle it. And she said, have you heard of Uber Eats? <laughs> she didn't have a problem with me ordering it. So uh, that night I had Mexican. <laughs> and the next night I had a pizza. <laughs> Why not? Why not? So, um, I'm sold. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, listen, yeah, uh, it's quite popular up here. <laughs> very popular. Uh, what are you getting into? Very I can talk to you on all that stupid stuff like that, but um, <laughs> <laughs> let's uh, get back on your car. So when, when did you buy it? How did you come across it? Uh, well, it was a um, uh, another member of uh, Sato's. Um, he bought it from Melbourne uh, a few years before I bought it off of him. Yeah. I've worked now for just over three years. Um, I bought it uh, January three years ago. Um, uh, I bet you that, that was a cool day. Oh, it, was, it was real cool, yeah, yeah. I remember sitting out the front of another mate's place uh, changing wheels over because I didn't like the wheels on it. I was keeping my wheels and, yeah, it was a, a whole lot of... Uh, uh, holy crap! Um, uh, changing bits and pieces over, sweltering bloody, uh, sweltering heat. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it wasn't fun. It wasn't fun at all. But <laughs> 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 that's what you're getting, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. And um, the uh, the car that uh, we see when you look at the photographs that I've put up on the, the site, which is yep. Um, in pretty good nick. Is that um, original condition or has it had much work done to it paint-wise? Uh, well, the bonnet has been replaced. Um, the bonnet is not uh, a factory or it's a factory bonnet with a fiberglass moulding uh, with the um, Monaro skirts in it. Yep. Um, so that's been painted. Um, the front bar has been replaced uh, now twice. It's about to be um, replaced. The bar that on uh, in the pictures with a replaced bar. Um, but yeah, most of the most of the car is uh, fairly original, other than the roof um, yeah. and the boot uh, and the bonnet. It, it standard uh, car for its age. All the all the clear started going off, so that was all restored. But yeah, all the sides and everything were uh, pretty original. Yeah. And um, okay, so if you bought one from brand new and uh, it, done the deal with HSV. What, what did you get and what did it cost back then? Um, well, apparently Brian saw the original purchase receipts and everything um, back when he bought it off the previous owner and it uh, left HSV at $110,000. Holy crap! <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> it had the, um, the only three options available for the vehicle, which was the sat-nav, the sunroof, and the 343mm uh, um, Harrop brakes. 
Yeah. Unfortunately, those blades are no longer in the vehicle because, um, yeah, bad contention, but the previous owner ran into money, so he sold those uh, to pay off a, a debt, and yeah. Um, I, I can't remember the exact story for it, but yeah, basically he sold them and he put standard Commodore brakes back on it, which are no longer on it. I've got uh, the standard HSV brakes back on it, um, which are only 330 mil. Uh, but uh, everyone wants drug money for those Harrops these days, so uh, at the moment, it's just got the HSV brakes. Well, you, listen, uh, I mean, good and bad, but I think the good side is that you won't have um, the expense of replacing <laughs> Quite a lot of work with the car since I got it. I, I, I got it in specifically because of the loader being converted to manual. Uh, right. So it's it's got a C56 in there at the moment. Um, and when I did the motor rebuild on it uh, 18 months ago, yep. um, I put a, a high performance. Uh, sorry. Uh, heavy duty, yeah, high performance of those. Um, clutch uh, system into it just to, uh, to handle the extra power because the old one was uh, slipping a little um, under under heavy load. Um, so that now runs a, um, an ace flywheel and NPC clutch. Well, it sounds like quite a vehicle. Um, so, do you drive much? Um, it's, uh, it's unlimited case for insurance purposes, but it does get driven. It, it doesn't sit around and, and do nothing. So you use it, which is, uh, I'd like to see that. Uh, it, it gets its, um, or it's allowed 580 k's a month, uh, for the insurance. Yeah. Uh, just to bring the insurance uh, cost down, because insurance costs on, uh, on, on modified vehicles, as, um, you and probably everyone else knows, is, uh, is not cheap. No. Uh, so uh, to bring the insurance cost down, I've put it on uh, 7,000 k's a year, which I've worked out to about 580 k's a month or something, or thereabouts. Um, so, um, yeah, it, it does that. It does that. It's probably a little over at 580 k's for the last couple of months, but, um, yeah, it is what it is. <laughs> you can average that out in the winter, can't you? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Uh, you obviously enjoy it. Um, I've got I a do. friend. I've got a friend who owns a one of the last of the senators. Okay, yeah. And he bought it. Um, bought it through work, actually, and it was they were able to um, to buy the car at the peak pricing, and it was scary how much cheaper it was to do yeah. it that way. Yeah. And um, his. Uh, I'm not trying to scare you here, but this this is a true story. He. Um, he went into the post office, which has got a car park in our town, and he hung the uh, the front the splitter and the the bar yeah. on, on a for me a bollo yeah. thing yeah. Um, yeah. on the ground. Yeah, yeah, and it had a couple of bolts sticking up. And when he <laughs> when he reversed, it pulled the whole lot off. And yeah. uh, that um, part was six grand. Yeah, I can believe that. Um, the Holden wants, the last time I got quoted, Holden wanted $1,900 for my front bar trade war. Oh. Um, so, yeah, apparently they still do have a couple. Uh, this is going back probably about six or eight months ago. 
So um, you might have to jump in there, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Save the penny. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, wow. Anyone who is going to the insurance shop? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. No, how much some of these things are, but yeah. yeah as, as desirable as they are, there is um, probably a. There should be a warning sticker attached to this car. <laughs> the warning yeah, car might, might be more expensive than your missus. Hey, listen, um, uh, I hope I'm not getting too personal here, but congratulations on your, on your benef- fitness benefits from what you've been doing over the last year or so. Thank you. Thank you. It's all um, Awesome, mate. And um, little little bird tells me that you've actually got your um, diabetes under control because of it. I have, yeah. Um, just after I turned 40, uh, which is coming up uh, three, nearly three years ago now, um, yeah. I was diagnosed as being pre-diabetic and uh, put on to medication for it and all the bits and pieces and told to start getting my life into order. Yeah. Um, it took its time to uh, to get things organised, but um, yeah, went on to keto just over 12 months ago and within three months of going on to keto... What, um, sorry, what, what is that? Can you spell that for me? Keto, K-E-T-O. Um, yep. I actually have my own uh, page on um, on Facebook for it. It's just Steve-O's Keto. Um uh, good, mate. Give it a play. Go on. <laughs> it's, um, it's specifically um, stuff that I eat um, is good for um, for diabetics, etc. Yeah. Um, keto is uh, has been uh, talked about by a lot of people. I have my doctor full backing. He, when I first told him I was going on to keto, he said, "Yep, um, let me know how you go." Uh, we'll test my on it and everything. Uh, within three months, um, my sugar levels had dropped back down to normal levels. Um, my cholesterol had dropped back down to a normal level. My heart rate had dropped. Um, my blood pressure had dropped uh, back to normal. Um, and I was losing weight at a sustainable uh, level. Um, I, I think I'm going to look up your page because I've got a few issues <laughs> which fall into some of those categories. Yeah, yeah. Um, basically, the, the the big thing with keto is it throws everything you've been told about dieting, it yeah. throws it up the wall, and yeah. stamps on it. Um, we're all told with dieting that we've got to reduce our fat, reduce our fat, reduce our fat. Keto, seventy percent of your energy intake comes from fat. Ah, so it's a high, it's a high fat diet. So you limit your carbohydrates to less than 20 grams of carbs per day. Thank you, Dad. Now, that when must take a lot of discipline. It does. When you, yeah. when you take into, into consideration that a cup, a standard cup of milk has 12 grams of carbs, yeah. it tells you how many carbs you're having per day. Jeez. I'd, I'd, be, I'd be right over the top. <laughs> <laughs> um, a standard slice of bread has more carbs than what you're allowed on keto per day. So, so what? Um, I know we're supposed to be talking about stations, but this is fascinating. Um, <laughs> what, what's 
what's your what's a normal day for you look like as far as your diet? Um, food intake. Um, yeah. well, I, I eat a lot of stuff that they tell you not to eat on um, on diets, mm-hmm. which is uh, pepperoni, salami, cheese. Uh, I cook everything in butter. Good um, It's all, um, all all good protein. So you have eggs, you have bacon, um, chicken, beef, fish. Um, but you limit your, um, your other stuff. Like you, you don't have potatoes. Okay. Um, so potatoes, anything that's starchy is right out the window. So basically, all your root vegetables: potatoes, carrots, sweet potatoes, um, beetroots. Uh, all that is straight out the window. It, it's it's on the on the um, you can't eat it quite. Um, in I my, actually like the sound of this compared to some of the diets I've seen where it's like they have have you eating stuff like cardboard. <laughs> yeah, this, this is all good food. Um, I mean, on that um, uh, on that page, I've even got desserts on there. They're completely sugar free. Some of them are gluten free as well. Well, most of them are gluten free actually. Um, so I've got a. I've, I've got a mate who's um, oh, he's got the, uh, the the irritation of the bowel yep. issue. Yep. Um, I forget the name of the condition, but it, it's one of those things that really impacts your life. Yep. Um, and it's mostly the um, the carbs that do it. Yep. But he, yep. And he's been told to, to get off them, so this might be something that could help him too. Um, I'll send you the link. Um, to the page now. It's Crohn's disease, that's it. That's what it's got. Crohn's, yeah. 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 Keto is perfect for Crohn's. Is it really? Yeah. I'll be messaging him after we finish tonight. That'll be be great for him because he's a bit um, depressed about the whole situation. Yeah. Yeah. Keto is good for Crohn's because... You, your um, your carbohydrate level is next to zero. You've got to have some carbs, um, just yeah. for uh, for some of your higher brain function and such. But you don't need a lot. So 20 grams of carbs a day is yeah. more than enough for your brain function. Um, I didn't say I copy that today. Clearly, um, copy. Yeah, so the um, uh, when it opens up, there we go. And do you realise I'm going to edit this bit out? (laughs) Yes. Yeah, Yeah, there's a bit to be edited out, but yeah. Um, Taste. Not the interesting stuff. Just, just, just just the cut and paste and stuff. That's the um, that's the keto page. That uh, thank you. That's got four lists on there. Yep. Um, the green list, there's an orange list, there's a red list, and a black list. Black list don't touch at all. Um, red list you can have maybe once a month. Orange list uh, once or twice a week. Most yep. of your food comes from the green list. Um, so I'm, I'll have a look at it later, but I'm thinking, I'm presuming that um, salads would be good. Salad's a good uh, Caesar salad is is, a, is pretty much a staple. Um, oh man, that's one of my favourite foods. So uh, as long as you let the croutons, throw the croutons away, 
You can have the anchovies, you can have the bacon, you can have the egg, you can have the Caesar salad, um, sorry, the, the Caesar dressing. Uh, Paul Newman's um, Caesar dressing yep. um, and the Cole Caesar dressings are two that I know are uh, pretty much keto compliant. Um, the Paul Newman's is keto compliant. Yeah. And the Cole's one is very close to being keto compliant. Is, um, is he a practitioner of keto or something like it? Uh, I don't believe so. I think it's just um, the way it's made up. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Fascinating, mate. But let's get back to your car. Yes. Um, we could do another show, another show all about keto. Um, yes. What yeah, I was wondering was... Uh, needs to lose some weight. <laughs> now, you, might, you might have noticed on um, Stato Life, we did um, interview another... Green WS Grains owner in the form of I'm trying to think of his name. He was a nice bloke. Um, Ron Ron Gould, it was. Ron Gould, yep, yep. Yeah, he's up your way. Yep, and, um, and he was keen to catch up with it. And he thinks it would be great to get the two of them together. And I reckon that would be awesome. And we'd like to see photos. We'd like to see it. Oh, definitely, definitely. <laughs> Um, I asked him a question at the time about the rims, and he thinks your rims are um, off a later model station. Is that right? They're off a uh, WM range, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're nice. And he's got the gold ones, which I think were... uh, Were they standard on the... the 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 ones that are on his car, um, the colour is actually called Capri Silver. Yeah, um, it's the champagne gold colour, but it, it, Holden's actual name for it is Capri Silver. Um, originally, it was a silver pearl colour, but then they reformulated it to make it, make it a, a gold paint. I reckon um, they're awesome, awesome looking rims. I mean, yeah, I the original for, um, for the WH range, and also the um, VT Senator had the same rims. Okay. Nice. So, um, any plans to sell it? No. Um, I, I have um, I have plans of being buried in the ground. <laughs> <laughs> no, jo- uh, joking. Um, basically, um, uh, the, the, when it leaves my possession, it will be going to my sister as basically her inheritance from me. Um, I have no intentions of selling it uh, at this stage unless... Someone walked up with a stupidly astronomical figure and said, um, would you take this? Um, but I'm not putting that figure into, into a actual number. So someone yeah, would have to up with, with a stupidly, stupidly astronomical figure of cash in their hand before it would leave my possession. And it's... Um, did you know that um, selectable cars, which I would say yours is in that, that category, yep. um, increase... In value on average, 19% a year. 19% a year, wow. 19% a year. And that's there, was only 100, there was only 151 Series 2 ranges built. Yeah, and it's, um, it's a, such a, an astronomical figure that um, a lot of um, shrewd uh, money people um, recommend investing in collectible cars as a better investment than. Anything you can get on a money market, money market or shares or anything like that, 
Well, yeah, we can understand that. I mean, you only have to take the uh, GDHO phase three. Oh, yeah, that was insane for a while there. Those things were. <laughs> <laughs> I went yeah. to a Sherman, I went to a uh, what do you call it Lloyd's auction um, in Shepparton. They came down and put on a show for a Saturday or a Sunday it was, and uh, there was one there that was advertised as an, an original video show. Yeah. And uh, I think figure uh, fifty was the finishing bit. And it didn't sell. I think it was past ten. Wow. Yeah. And the guy bought it. Uh, I'm not sure how many years previous, but he bought it um, for 90 grand. Um, probably no more than five years. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was just just insane. And, I mean, if you've got something really special, like um, something that's got a, a race history, um, yeah. yeah, the figures are just nuts. Um, uh, I'm trying to think. There's a bloke here in Ship, quite a famous uh, racing driver called Peter Thompson. He was a rally driver and a former A-class Australian champion. Um, he was had a wrecking yard and he used to buy and sell stuff from HDT. And um, he was telling me recently that um, he was buying brockies. Oh, this is, yeah, this is, um, he hold the other thing. Um, buying brockies cars for about four grand. Well, wow. sell them for a couple of grand more. Yep. And uh, he said, if I had hindsight, <laughs> yeah. I'd, I'd, yeah. I'd have a good superannuation plan going. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I, um, I, I would have loved to have had uh, my grandfather's uh, car from when I was a kid. He had a, uh, a Holden HK Bathurst Monaro. Um, in a Juco with red interior. What motor? A three uh, three twenty seven. Oh yes, nice. It was the it was an original HK Bathurst uh, with the big tank and all the bits and pieces. Um, I saw that when I was nineteen years old for the uh, massive sum of eleven thousand dollars. I know. If only we knew. I've got a few. Um, what was say seller's remorse stories? And I think yeah. the one the one I sold that I missed the most was a uh, believe it or not was a Valiant. Okay, um, I had a. Um, this is going to stretch your memory. Do you remember the Town and Country Ute? Yeah, uh, Town and Country Ute. Yep. Yep. Mine was a Town and Country spec Ute without the vinyl roof because they had them on the vinyl roof on the cabs on some of them. So yep. the town and country emblazoned on the side. And uh, mine had the 318 fireball. And Not easy. Cha- yeah, charger um, interior. Yep. It was center console and charger instruments. So it had taco, which yep. was rare in a ute. Um, I do. Aftermarket air conditioner that was so cold I had to drive with the window down because he'd freeze it down. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, power steering. So she was a pretty cool ute, and I sold that for two and a half grand. And, and you can use that to market. Yeah, 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 that's, 
if you can find one. They're even, even those giants are selling for 40, 50 grand. Yeah, yeah I, I had one of those aftermarket head, uh, air con units. Um, you know what I'm talking about? Yep. Did you find it cold? Uh, mine wasn't real cold, but hey. um, it, uh, I had it in a um, uh, HX station wagon at the time. Okay, yeah. Um, they, they take up a lot of space. They do. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, luckily, mine was a, um, a column shift. Oh, yeah, the memories, mate. They're all coming back. <laughs> well, at that, uh, that auction I was talking about, they had a um, an E38 uh, charger. Yep. Um, I think it was... It might have been an E34, because it was three-speed. It wasn't the four-speed, so it might have been 34. Yeah, okay. uh, the six-pack. Yeah, yep. that's right. With the um, triple weathers, the crazy, crazy triple weathers. Yep. And uh, yeah. the the impossible to turn. Yeah. <laughs> it's not as bad as trying to turn an SU, though. The SU is you did tune every time you took them out. <laughs> <laughs> well, mate, I, uh, you don't know that this is that, mate, but I lived overseas for quite a while. And um, in my travels, I visited the Alfa Romeo factory in uh, Milan. Yep. And they got an awesome museum there. And you, as you'd expect, it's full of red alphas everywhere <laughs> and a few different colours just mixed in. So it's like going to a smarty factory that's everything's red except for a couple. And anyway, I was looking around and I saw this bright vitamin C orange down the back. Hmm, that's interesting. So uh, it was just the roof I could see. And I recognised the roof line. I'm thinking, nah, they couldn't have a charger in an Alfa Romeo museum in Milan, thousands and thousands of miles away from Australia. Couldn't have. Yeah, yeah. So I walked down there. Uh, sure enough, this is a bloody uh, charger race car. And oh. um, I got hold of the curator, and he told me the story. And this car was one of two that um, tries the racing in the 70s, sent to Milan to get them tuned for race spec because okay. the Romeo mechanics, the race mechanics, were known for being awesome with um, triples. Okay. Yeah, so they ended up uh, being given one in the deal and the other one shipped back to Australia to race. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I felt quite at home in the Alfa Romeo Museum amongst hundreds and hundreds of cars and there's one Chrysler I'm thinking oh my god that's a great story <laughs> Interesting. And, there's, and there's a photograph of it on the dyno um, with manifolds and, and they're, sorry the extractors red hot oh, wow. <laughs> yeah it's amazing it was one of the best photos I've ever seen and that was what, when they were tuning the thing <laughs> to get maximum out of it. Yeah. Uh, and I think uh, and it was Leo Gagan's car. And uh, that's the thing most people don't realise. The Chrysler had absolutely no race budget, um, whereas, you know, Holden did and Ford yeah. did. They had budgets. Yeah. You know, Moffat was able to spend money. Rocky was able to spend money. But, um, but Gagan was a privateer. And Chrysler had no interest in um, racing. The fact that he um, 
He was leading at one point and ran out of fuel on the last lap. Nobody remembers that. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> all he needed was another, another few leaders. He would have got around it. Yeah. Now, let me think all the, all the Bathurst specials, whether it be Ford, Holden or, or Valiant, all had massive fuel tanks back then. Yeah, yeah, true. true. But I did look at the back of the thing. Yeah, the mountain. There was um, definitely uh, there was a boot there, and you open the boot, and there's no room for any golf clubs. It's just all fuel. So yeah, um, uh, we both got a love of cars, which I think is awesome, and I think it's um, a good interest to have. Do you do you have um, a car club up there that you can go and hang out with? Uh, I um, I actually organise a lot of the uh, state events up here. You do? Tell me about that. Oh, I haven't been one for a while because I've been slack. But um, yeah, generally uh, I try and organise something. Uh, at one point, it was every six weeks. It's, it's dropped back a little bit now. Yeah. Um, and uh, we do uh, Sunshine Coast runs, Gold Coast runs. Uh, we go out west. Um, do a little bit in Brisbane every now and then. Sometimes we'll do a a, a social day and have a barbecue or whatever. Um, it sounds like fun. It does. So, yeah, we, um, we, we generally have a bit of a, a good laugh on the day. Um, it'd be good if we could get a few more cars turning up, but uh, it is what it is, I guess. And um, do, you do, that, do you do that through um, the... Um, yeah, stato.com.au. Um, yeah, is it, that Facebook page, is it? What's, what's it now? What is the... Uh, stato.com.au, Queensland. Um, yeah. I also have the uh, AJZ Grange Owners Group uh, on <laughs> uh, on Facebook as well. Yeah, you're not going to get many members there, mate. Many of them around. We we had uh, eight cars turn up to a uh, cruise. Uh, all all Granges. Um, awesome. That was uh, that great. Was, uh, I think in November. <laughs> Uh, Rohan was actually pissed off because it, it, the, the crew started two minutes from his work and he yeah. was working that day, so he couldn't even get there. <laughs> uh, his, his story is pretty damn funny, actually. It's like, he's uh, like people do in life. He's had a few hiccups, but the, the car's yeah. been a constant, if you know what I mean. <laughs> uh, uh, my car's not as flash as yours, but it's... Um, got a bit of history. Okay. Uh, yeah, and it, exactly. And uh, people come up to me and ask me about it all the time because it's got a few just little differences on it. Yeah. And I find that fun. I had, like, even on Sunday at the uh, Seven and May show, we had um, uh, about 350 cars there. And I was just pleased to see that there was five stations. Because, okay. uh, strangely enough, they don't seem to turn up to car events like that very often. Um, there'd be more fair lanes and LTDs that would turn up, as a rule. Um, and as far as the long wheelbase crowd, the, the stations were well represented. And there was a WK, there was a uh, HJ, Kevin Dennis Special, which is a weirdo, weird car. It's got a, a uh, opera window in the, the roof, yep, roof line. Yep, I remember saying in the posts, yep. Yep, probably the only one surviving. Um, there oh. was my car. Uh, 
which is an ex-government embassy car. Yep. Um, it's still got the flag post on the bonnet, so you can whack a flag in it and you can pretend it's your bob-bob. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Yeah, well, actually, uh, another one of our members, uh, Martin, up in uh, Canberra, he, he owns the Bob Hawke car, so he can do it. <laughs> he can, okay. Yeah, it was, uh, what was he telling me? It's the, not the bulletproof one, it's the other one. Um, so it'll be C2, Commonwealth 2. Okay, yeah. Uh, which is the car that Torquay would have been using for going shopping or going to golf and yep, when, yep. There, when there wasn't a need for the bulletproofing. Um, I think Paul Keating got to use the bulletproof car a lot more. <laughs> and you wonder why. Very few people in the street, Hawkey. <laughs> yeah, he's a different, different personality. Bob Hawke was loved by everyone. <laughs> Keating was not. <laughs> Correct. Correct. Uh, we covered a lot tonight. The keto diet, politics, cars. Yep. Uh, clubs. Uh, it's been fun, mate. Look, listen, um, thank you for your time, and I really appreciate the fact that you've given me some time tonight. Welcome. And uh, we'll catch up again. The next time you've uh, had a few runs or something, we can talk some more about that, because they sound like good stories. Yeah, yep. yeah well, I've just sent you a picture uh, from the um, from HSV Grange uh, cruise uh, that was taken at Scarborough. Yep. Have you got any more photos that you can... I've got a few, uh, a few from that. Um, um, I'm just going to scroll back down the bottom again. There's a few from that uh, from that cruise. Yep. Um, uh, where are we? Uh, not quite that far. There we go. Um... So, yeah, um, another thing I'm, this is this is not for air. Um, another thing I've noticed with statesman owners is um, really interesting. Um, they're very respectful of each other in terms of the cars. Generally, yeah. The crowd down here don't really do burnouts and shit. Um, so we can go to a venue which is maybe a bit posh and you, you know it's going to be all right. Because um, I've got um, uh, in the pipeline for this year's nationals from, in October, I've got a, a mansion uh, I'm looking to book. It's got 70 acres of beautiful uh, grasslands and, and English oak trees, um, which, um, which will make for amazing photos. And we'll have a barbecue in there. But um, you know those Victorian-style mansions? Oh, yep, yep. Yeah, so it's got 15 bedrooms and six bathrooms, and um, it's amazing. Uh, and uh, we'll get in there because they're just on the reputation of the crew. Yep. But um, the SS boys, they wouldn't get in there. No, no. Um, they, they play up too much. Yep. Yeah, we, we had a couple of people uh, play up back in Stato years ago, but... Uh, they were weeded out pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, yeah. And no point. I mean, sure, yeah, if you go to the summer nests or spring nests, that's all right. But that's, that's all right. It, it, it's it's like summer nests, I mean, um, 
I, I try and organise uh, events down the Willow Bank, uh, raceway every now and then. Right. Um, so people that want to go out and, and do skids and have fun and, and, and see how far their car can go, uh, can go, can do it in a legal and safe environment. Yeah, it's the way to do it. In fact, I think we're well overdue for that, so I might have to do that uh, in the next month or two. Oh, hang on, we've got uh, Auto Spectacular coming up. Where's that? Uh, that's at Willowbank uh, Raceway. Um, that's April? Um, yeah, that's in April, so we've got um, we've got that day we can get to. Uh, that's generally, uh, that's basically Queensland's biggest um, car show for the year, is Queensland Auto Spectacular. There's thousands of cars sent up of all sorts, all mates and models. They have club displays. I've actually got to get onto them. Uh, I've just reminded myself this week. Hey, um, while I've got you in your near um, computer, yep. can you send me, the, send me the, link, or the links to the pages we've spoken about? Like the Keto page? Yep. Uh, um, your status page? So I can put that in the, the story. Yep. Queensland. Okay. I think that's about all we covered, isn't it? Yes. Is there a, is there a is there like a, a link to a, a WH Grange? Sort of um, information page, anyway. Uh, there is a. Uh, there was one build that. Um, I'll have a look for it shortly. Um, and which is the range. Oh, that was good. Um, this is the next best thing to having one. I was talking to somebody so. Enthusiastic about it. <laughs> exactly. Um, oh, cool. And WH, there was a big page. Uh, did the, where was it? That one, Australian Car Reviews. Ooh, it changed the page. Mm, it's pretty. Pretty sad. Uh, I have some moments where I get a bit sad about what's happened to Holland and Ford and yeah. Toyota to a degree. I know. I was thinking, looking at, I just, you know, how you sort of, um, when you're a bit introspective, like I was on Sunday, I was looking around, looking at all these amazing cars, you know, 30, 40, 50 years old, some of them, Jags yeah. and um, Fords and, um, you know, really cool stuff. And they're all, Cars that are like sedans, in yep. shape, and you look, you look around the streets today, and they're all black boxes. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. Just yep. um, no personality. They all look the same. I have trouble discerning one model from the other. Um, most of them are only two-wheel drive. They're not four-wheel drive like you'd think they should be. Interior um, tractors, as we, or whatever suburb you'd call them, there. They're boring. And um, I'm thinking, what's going to be a car show going to be like in another 30 years? So you, you won't have them because no. most, in 30 years' time, uh, most people won't own a car 
Uh, specifically because um, Abel will take over basically everything. Um, you can't do that. Abel, yeah, Abel, uh, well, Google own part of Uber. I didn't know that. Um, so between Google and Uber, mm-hmm. uh, we're going to uh, run out of owner, uh, owner vehicles because it'll be cheaper to just, to just jump in on Uber to get out of the shops than it will be to pay for registration and pay for fuel and yep. ride the car out or and then to, to pay for the the, um, uh, the uh, battery replacement every five or six years and yeah, yeah, it's, hey, um, it's ridiculous. Yeah, um, do you know? Have you ever heard of a band called Rush? Rush, A U S H. Rush. Not that I can think of. All right, I'll send you a link tonight. Do you ever ever listen to the song? But in particular, listen to the lyrics. And it's a song called Red Barchetta. And okay. basic, basically, it's a story uh, about this guy who's um, uncovered his grandfather's car that he's been given. Um, and every weekend, or every chance he gets, he goes and takes the cover off this thing and charges out of this um, shed in the, in the countryside yep. and blasts, blasts his V8 down the road. <laughs> and, he gets, and he gets chased by these... Um, Cyber cops on like uh, weightless motorcycles with no wheels. <laughs> they can't catch him. <laughs> and then, so the old school uh, car is uh, sticking it to the man. <laughs> yep. And it's just an awesome song. And they wrote that song in the 70s. Oh, wow. Yeah. So the, the guy, and it's a funny band because you know how in a band normally the songwriter is, the lyricist is usually like the vocalist or the guitarist or the keyboard or someone like that. Yep. But in that band, every song, all the lyrics come from the drummer. Oh, wow. Yeah, so he's a bit of an oddball. Uh, and his lyrics, uh, and, and they don't sing about love, they sing about politics and they sing about life. And it makes them very interesting back to listen to. Them. <laughs> anyway, I'll sing to that. <laughs>